Welcome to the Black Sheep Podcast. This isn't just any podcast. No, this is a movement. Join the movement of hustlers, dream chasers, and entrepreneurs that refuse to believe something can't be done and will break the rules of the norm to do it. In a world full of followers, you have permission to jump the fence and live life by your own rules. For more information, you can follow us online at The Black Sheep Project. Now, here is your host, the black sheep himself, Gary Lamb. What's up, guys? Wanted to drop in here real quick. I've been doing some thinking and was processing on some different topics that people have been asking me about and different things that people question me about. And I get asked a lot about core values in my life. And core values were a big thing. You know, 10, 15 years ago, every business had their core values. And I used to always laugh at people's core values because they would start their core values or they would list their core values before they ever even had started their company. And the reality is you don't know what your core values are until you're about a year into your business. Because at the end of the day, you can have your list of core values, but unless you're living out those things in your business, in your hustle, in your vision, in your dream, unless you're living those things out, they're really not your core values. They're just some cool things you put on a piece of paper. And so I always tell people, if you're going to have core values, you really don't have to list your core values ahead of time. What you really need to do is start operating your hustle. Look back six months in, look back nine months in, look back a year in, and your core values will be very clear to you. They will be very evident in what gets your time, what gets your money, what gets your excellence, what gets your focus. And so I think that that is a very vital thing. It's not what you say you're going to do. It's what you are going to do. But that being said, I've never really lived by a group of core values. However, maybe it's semantics, maybe it's just work. I do live by something that in my own life I call the code. The code is something that I have decided, but based on what I'm into, based on my actions, based on values of mine, based on things that are important to me, these are some things that I'm always going to live by. And I've shared a couple of those with you already in um, the other podcasts that we've done, you can go back and listen to those. One of those is Be Mean About the Vision. I believe if I remember correctly, that was episode five. You can go back to episode five and five and you will see that one of the values that I have are one of the code, excuse me, that I live by is I mean about the vision. I don't apologize about the vision. I'm not going to justify my vision to you. I'm not going to compromise my vision to you. And so you can go back and listen to that. And people really seemed intrigued by the code. They seemed intrigued asking me other codes that I live by. And so I thought over the next few episodes, over the next few months, maybe I'll unveil some of those things that are important to me. They're not really something that I advertise. They're not something that um, I put out there on my website. They're just something that are internal for me to make sure that I'm checking. I I call them checking the gauges, kind of like the gauges in your car. I'm always making sure that these things are important. And I thought today I would get on here because I'm dealing with a lot of people or I'm talking to a lot of people. When I say I'm dealing with something, it sounds like in a negative way. I'm having the honor of talking to a lot of people about the startup phase, the process before they ever launch. And that's a hard phase because, man, your dream is becoming a reality 
but your reality is not there yet. So you're still in the dreaming stage and you're dreaming big things, yet you're operating at a different level and um, you're not necessarily able to do fully what you envision. Even a year in, you're not able to do what you fully envision. Sometimes even two, three, four years. And I have a few businesses that five years in, while they're getting closer to what I envisioned five years ago, they're not there yet. But that being said, I live by the code. Listen to me here when I say this. I live by this principle, the code, simply this, dress for the wedding. Dress for the wedding. And I know what you say. You're probably thinking, man, what does that mean? Because, again, when we hear values, we think something that are single word things, compassion, community, um, whatever, something that starts with all the same letter. And that seems to be kind of the buzz or it's a, it's whatever it is. But for me, they're always statements. Be mean about the vision. And another one of my codes is dress for the wedding. And let me tell you where that comes from. There was a day in time that I was at a gas station. I was in a pretty rough part of town and I was filling my car up with gas and this other car pulls up beside me and it was an older car it was not the best car around it was falling apart we were not in the best part of town um everything screamed not what i was about to see everything screamed what i was not about to see so this old car pulls up in this bad part of town the door opens up and out gets this guy in a tuxedo it seemed very weird to me it seemed out of place to me It didn't seem to fit with the environment that we were in. Here's this guy in this old jalopy, in this bad part of town, but he gets out of the car and he's in a tuxedo. If you know anything about me, I don't have any problem whatsoever talking to strangers. So I'm standing on the other side of the pump filling up my car and I look at him and we meet eyes and he kind of smiles at me and I look at him and I say, man, I got to know. What are you so dressed up for in this part of town? And what he said stopped me in my tracks. He looked at me and said, man, I'm not, I'm not dressed to pump gas. I'm on my way to a wedding. I'm on the way to my best friend's wedding. And this is a huge day for him. And he said this statement. He said, I'm dressed for the wedding. He said, I'm not dressed for where I am. I'm dressed for where I'm going. See, you see me here in this tuxedo at this gas station in this bad part of town in this old car. But what you don't see is this isn't my final destination. This is just part of the journey to where I have to go. He was letting me know when he pulls up to this venue, when he pulls up to that wedding, it's not going to be so weird to see him in that tuxedo. He wasn't dressed for where he was. He was dressed for where he was going. And I think there's a huge principle for all hustlers out there. There's a huge principle for all small business owners out there. And it was so impactful to me that it actually becomes part of what I call the code. Anytime that I'm starting a business, anytime that I'm starting a new festival, I'm starting a wrestling promotion, I'm starting a t-shirt company, I'm starting a fight league, whatever it is that I'm in the process of dreaming about, I want to make sure that when I'm doing that, I'm dressed for the wedding. I don't want my company to come across as a startup. I don't want my company to come across as just an another small business. I don't want my company to come across that we are bootstrapped and that we're building this thing on duct tape and chicken wire. I want people to look at it and to see something that in their minds is bigger than what it really is. And and I get it. Some people hate this phrase. I actually love this phrase. And and I don't know that I fully embrace it. The old phrase, fake it till you make it. I don't ever want to fake something. That being said, I want to make sure that I'm optimizing what I am doing. I want to make 
make sure that I'm not functioning where I am, but I'm functioning for where I want to be. If I'm a $100,000 company, I want to be operating like a $250,000 company. If I'm a $250,000 a year company, I want to be operating like a $500,000 company. If I'm a $500,000 company, I want to be operating like a million dollar company. I always want what I'm doing to be operating at a level higher than where I am. Because if you're not already operating at that next level internally, you're never going to make it to that level externally. Far too many of us are waiting till we get to the venue to put our tuxedo on. Far too many of us are waiting till we get to the wedding to get dressed for the wedding. The problem is, unless you start dressing for the wedding ahead of time, until you start treating your company the way you envision your company was going to be, chances are real good you're never going to make it to where you thought it'd be. You ought to be budgeting like where you ought to be. You ought to have policies in place like it ought to be. Your branding ought to look steps ahead of where you are, the way you function, your systems, the way you're using terminology. So many people, it's funny to me, I go to their business pages and they're operating their business page like it's a personal page. They're using um, pronouns like I and talking in the first person instead of talking about we in regard to the company. And I I think that is so vital. When you go to that page, people need to know it's the company talking and not the individual talking because as you get bigger, it won't be the individual. When you see my branding, when you walk into my office, when you see how we're operating with things, I might not be able to do everything that the big boys do, but I want you to be able to look at what I'm doing and to know, man, this is something bigger than what I thought it was going to be. I want people to never know. Most of my businesses, I'm a one-man wolf pack, meaning I'm the only full-time staffer that I have. I'm the one day in and day out operating in that area, but I don't want people to know that I'm a one-man company. I'm not going to lie to them, but I want to operate in such a way that they look at my company and they automatically assume I've been around longer than I have been. I'm more organized than I am, that I'm operating at a professionalism that they don't know that I'm operating at because they don't realize where I'm at in my company. I'm dressed for the wedding. I I do that before I ever start. I get an idea. I'm making sure that the branding matches the idea. I'm making sure that I can get the URLs and the socials that go with my idea. I'm making sure the terminology and the wording is operating like that company. Uh, Like I'm envisioning that company down the road. When I'm dealing with meetings with other people, I want to handle those meetings in such a professional way that people are automatically thinking I'm ahead of where I am. I always try it. I don't know where that I pulled this from or even that it matters, but I always try to operate my companies and my businesses and my hustles at double the size that I currently am. And when I get to that next level, I want to double how I'm operating those and structuring those and staffing those and budgeting those things because I'm dressed for the wedding because I'm not dressed for where I am today. I'm not thinking about where I am today. When we started the fight league, I didn't want us to come across as a fight company that had never had a show. I wanted people to go to our stuff and see our branding and see our colors and see our posters that we were putting out and see the venue that we were going to be in. And I wanted them to look and just automatically assume that we were something that had been around for a long, long, time. Our first show comes along and we break all kinds of records here in our state and people start talking about it. And people were amazed to find out it was only our first show because the professionalism and the structure and the way that we operated those fight shows 
were better than sometimes shows that had been around for years. I actually got an email this last week from one of the members of the Athletic Commission that was at a show that had been around 10 years, and they were messaging us to thank us for the professionalism of our show that's only had two shows after they had served at a show that's been around 10 years. Why? Because we were dressed for the wedding. We decided early on that we weren't going to function like a show that's only been around for two shows. We were going to function like it was the wedding day, like we were the best in the state. We were going to carry ourselves like we were the best. We were going to spend money on the things that mattered. Even if it meant we didn't make money in the beginning, we wanted to make sure we were giving off the image and the projection of what we were doing. I guess you could say we were faking it till we make it. Now, here's the key. If you're going to fake it, you damn well better sure you make it. You better deliver on what you're doing, but you have got to dress for the wedding. If you treat your business like a small business, people are going to treat you like a small business. If you treat your company like a one-man show, they're going to treat you like a one-man show. You've got to have boundaries for how your business operates, boundaries for how the access that people have to you. You've got to start thinking, man, if we were three times bigger than we are today, how would I function as a boss? How would I function as a CEO? How would I function on our, C- our social media pages? How would I function with the staff around me? And you've got to the best of your ability start functioning that way ahead of time because if you're not going to do it ahead of time, chances are real good. You're never going to get there to the point where you can do it when it happens. Or when you do get there, you're going to be behind the eight ball because you're going to be trying to get your systems to catch up with your growth. You always have got to be thinking ahead, treating yourself at least internally. Don't miss this internally bigger than you already are. You've got to be dressed for the wedding. Now that we're going into our third fight show, I don't operate our fight show like a fight show that is running a thousand people, which is what we're running. I'm now trying to move and put the principles in place to run our fight show like a fight show that runs 2,500 people. What is the staffing that I'll need to have for that? What is the budget that I'll need to have for that? What is the structure on on show day? How are our tickets going to have to be? How is our setup going to function like that? How's our teardown? I want to be ahead of the curve. I want to be dressed for the wedding. That way, when I get to the wedding, I'm ready to get married. When I get to the wedding, I'm ready for the ceremony. I don't want to be scrambling to get ready. I want to already be ready. You have got to treat your business. Even if nobody else does, you've got to treat your business like you envisioned it was always going to be. Because here's the deal. Do not miss this. You teach people how to perceive your business. And the way people perceive your business is how they will receive your business. If they perceive it as disorganized, if they perceive it as mom and pop, if they perceive it as lackluster, they're going to receive it that way in all those ways. But when you're dressed for the wedding, when you've planned ahead, when you're structured bigger than you already are, when you're carrying yourself bigger than you already are, when you're faking it until the day comes when you make it, people then will begin to see you in that same light and they will treat you in the same fashion. They will treat you in the same manner and they will rally behind you and they will begin the process of respecting and implementing the vision that you had all along because it's hard to change vision in in the middle of the vision. So you set the standard long-term vision 
in the beginning days. Hey, this has been a real short podcast, but I wanted to get on here and talk to you about that simple code that I live by, dress for the wedding. Examine your structure, examine your staffing, examine your budgeting, examine your social media, examine your marketing. Look at every area of your life and ask yourself, are we operating where we already are at the next level? Or are we waiting till we get to the next level to operate that way? Dressing for the wedding will literally change how you go about doing things. Hey, thank you for tuning in. Go subscribe, leave a review. That's the payment for listening to the podcast. It's free, but I want you to leave a review. I want you to subscribe. I want you to spread the word on what we're talking about, that we're getting a group of people together who are willing to leave the herd jump the fence, and be the black sheep they were created to be. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you real soon.